forward to going to heaven. I'm looking forward to some of you going to heaven. I guess if I'm going, I mean, they, they, nobody want to go with me, but if they're going, they're all in unison. If it's just me, uh, do continue to pray for everybody on the prayer request list. We mentioned this morning, uh, do appreciate all the prayers for Lucas. Uh, just continue praying for him. Uh, also, continue praying for Natalie, Sister Donna, Sister Arnold, and Grayson. Uh, lifting up these. Any others tonight? John. But that's your test we talked about today, wasn't it? Yeah, we Friday. That's what you were saying, Friday. All right. Go ahead and stand with us tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm going to ask Brother Jerry if you would open us tonight in prayer. Go ahead and grab your blue book and turn to page ninety eight. Ninety eight.
52, page 52. I was Turn to page 94, page 
217, page 217.
I'm so thankful this evening to know my Savior. You know, since I'm, I'm a lot like that, I know there's uh, folks in here who are a lot like me. Two verses sometimes don't seem like enough and stuff, and I, I'd step away from there and I would go, well, let's see, the third verse of that song already in my head. So, now I know my blessed Savior, I'm so glad to know his name. Jesus is the one who touched me, and I'll ever proclaim that name, because he touched me got your Bibles this evening, we're going to be spending some time uh, in the Old Testament. We'll get to the New Testament at the end of all of this. I won't go through all of these verses. I print them out for myself more than anything because when I'm studying, I love to go through and uh, see all of those verses and what they say to us. And so we're in 2 Chronicles tonight, or 2 Samuel, excuse me, uh, 2 Samuel tonight, chapter 22. We're going to talk about some of the different forms of the word trust. We talked this morning about uh, the five places in the Bible where it says, I will trust. Uh, the word trust is found, I believe, 193 or 194 times in all of its variating forms. Uh, in scripture now I will be quite honest with you I would have thought that it had been found a whole lot more than that because after all the Bible is based upon trust but uh, it is one of those things there that it never surprises me it seems like uh, but I am surprised at times when I find words are not there very much but I did not know trustee not trustee as in T-I-E but T-Y uh, is only found one time in Scripture. And uh, I didn't put it on here, but you can look that up, all right? That's your Bible vocabulary search, T-R-U-S-T-Y, uh, or T-R-U-S-T-R-Y, uh, is found one time in your Scripture. I'll let you find that, okay? Uh, it is an amazing thing when we think about these things. But I selected just a few verses tonight to go through. And I will be honest with you, they ought not come as any surprise as I have been studying and I love the words, any place that I can find uh, things that tell me about trusting in God. Uh, trusting in Him as my shore or my shield. Uh, he's my refuge, my fortress, my strong tower. He's my high place. He is my rock. And all of these scriptures that we will find uh, that this is in. So Second Samuel chapter 22 and we'll read verse 1 because we're going to get into verse 3. And so we'll read verse 1 starting off. And, and some of these we've covered. So don't be surprised by that either. Repetition of the scripture is not in vain, but rather is an edifying. I used to think that if I preached on the same verse a couple of different times in maybe a month or a, a couple of times in a few months that people would say, well, you're just being repetitious but I'll be honest with you the more we understand and read the Bible in the context of words and surrounding it the more of our relationship we can have with God there are some people who think they have a relationship with God and they have never opened their Bible more than one time 
in their lives in some aspect and never open it more than once in a week. And usually they'll open it up. The preacher says, stand and we'll read the word of God. They open up the word. They stand there. The preacher reads it. They kind of look at it. And then when it's done, they put their Bible down, uh, close it up, and they lay it at the side of them. And they never open it again the rest of the week. But they got a good relationship with God. Now, how can you have a relationship with God if you don't have his word and you don't understand the authority and the power and the freedom that God's word gives? You know, that's something we miss a lot of times. God's word is not a confined, it is a free, liberating word. Because I'm no longer bound to sin, which used to be my captive, but now I'm free in Christ. I like that. So go ahead, I didn't have you stand this morning. We got wound up and took off. But go ahead and stand with me tonight if you would. We'll read a few verses of scripture here, and then we'll, call, we'll, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. So 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1. And David spake unto the Lord the words of the song in the day that he, uh, that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies, out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, the God of my rock, and him will I trust. He is my shield and, my horn of my, and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior, Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Father, tonight I thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy and grace. I thank you, dear God, for the blessings you give us. And ask you, Lord, help us now, Father. We go through thy word in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. I, I want you to think about some things here. If David did not trust in God, why would God be all of these things to David? Have you ever thought about that? If David did not trust in God, why would God be all of these things to David? And, and church, I'll be honest with you, how many times do we read in the Bible and see the, the words there and not think about what they're really representing there because David said these things here. He said this. He said, and the Lord is my rock. That's one, my fortress, my deliverer, the God of my rock. In him will I trust. He is my shield, horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. Eight things mentioned right there that God was to David. And you think about it this way. When David got God in his life, he had a new beginning. He had a start over. I mean, he was just a young man trusting in God. But can you, can you imagine this? David trusting in God. But there come a time when God trusted David. What a difference that made the day that David was anointed with oil because he was to be the king. And all this time, David sitting there guarding the flocks, I don't think he ever thought, you know what, one of these days I will sit on the throne of Israel. I will be the apple of God's eye. I will be king. You know, maybe he was just hoping to be the eldest brother. Maybe he was hoping mom and dad might have a younger one. You don't know, but on the same hand, David had a relationship with God, and it would have never been there if David did not trust in the Lord. And so he said in verse twenty or verse 3, In him will I trust. If you drop down there further into the same chapter, it says this in verse 31, As for God, his way is perfect, the word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. So you know what, church, tonight the message is not simply you and me, but it's all to me or to one, it's to all of us, to all that will trust in him. I, I was thinking this morning as I was praying 
And the Bible is talking about the long-suffering of the Lord uh, leadeth us unto salvation. And I, I thought, you know, think about this. God is still waiting for more folks to trust him. He's still waiting for more folks to say, I will trust you. We stop to think tonight how many times in our lives that maybe we come up against a situation in a place and we had to say, God, I'm going to trust you. Because I already know I can't trust me. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, church. I, I make a mess of things way too often. And, and, and my wife can tell you, I, 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 she's my sounding board. There's a lot of times when I will just simply say to her, well, I think we ought to do this. And she'll say, do you really? Now think about that. What you're saying there. And then she'll start throwing me all the cons at what I thought about. And then I'm going, well, maybe, you know, well, okay. It was a good idea, but it just ain't the right one. I trust in the counsel of my wife. She's never pushed me off the bridge. Think about it. But I trust in the word of God. And the Bible says that he is the buckler. He, he's the holder together to all them that trust in him. And Job said this, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now think about this for just a second tonight. And I don't want to go back to the whole book of Job, but, but we understand this tonight. If anybody had a reason to say, you know what, I, just, I don't know how much longer I'm going to play uh, in this game, it would be Job, because Job got the worst of all things almost, you could have said, uh, as we shared this morning, even his wife in rejecting and saying, curse God and die. But can you imagine, uh, we, we, we think of a bad day as this. You wake up in the morning too early, too late. You wake up in the morning and maybe you're running behind and you don't get breakfast. I mean, a lot of times I woke up late, had to get out of the out the door to work, and I, I didn't have time to eat breakfast. And, and Lynetta goes, I'm sorry. I said, it's not your fault I didn't get up. That's a bad day, right? Or it's a bad day you got to run and get gas, and you're running behind. It's a bad day if you have a flat. It's a bad day if the car don't start because the battery is dead. It's a bad day if you can't find your favorite jeans or your sunglasses. Or you can't find uh, one thing. or It's a bad day. But, but Job's bad day was this. Job, cattle are gone. Camels are gone. Your donkeys is gone. Your servants is gone. Oh, by the way, your kids are gone. Boy, that's a bad day. I mean, just stop and think about this. I don't know how long it took for all these servants to come in and talk to Job and, and, and tell Job all of these things. But, but, but Job's sitting there, oh, wow, man, this has just happened. Oh, wait, this has happened? Oh, wait, this has happened? This, you're, I mean, at that point right there, when my kids are all gone, I, I, I might be different thinking this way, but, but to me, I cannot believe Job just didn't throw his hands up and said, God, what's going on? And yet he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job had a bad day. It wasn't very long after that, Job was covered in bulls and was scraping them with a pot shear. And his wife says, dost thou still retain thine integrity and thine heart? Curse God and die. I mean, that's a bad day. I'll just be honest with you. 
I, I don't know how I'd respond to that, but he said, woman, thou speakest this one of the foolish things. Shall I not receive of the Lord good things and bad? I mean, I didn't get it just right, but that's what he said. I mean, out of the hand of God, we get this and we get this. And yet we know this, the end of time, in this we know Job got restored back sevenfold of all that he had or tenfold. And, and this, but in Job 13, 15, Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. Job said, I'm going to trust him, and I'm going to walk right. Think about it, church. They had to be a relationship there. A lot of times when we say we're trusting God, we're not, we're not really trusting God. We're just demanding God do what we want. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I'm trying my best. Uh, it's no secret I've, I've applied for a new position at work. I'm trying. I was patient the week of, the next week. And, and I don't know how patient I'm going to be this week, but I'll be patient. But this is the deal. At the end of it, I'm saying, God, whatever your will is, but I know what God I want God's will to be. Job was sitting there going, God, I don't understand how this could be your will. But it is. I'm going to praise you for it. Now think about that, church. Job wasn't dictating to God anything. You jump over to the book of Psalms several times in Psalms. Matter of fact, several repetitive times in Psalms. The word trust is found 94 times. I read every scripture where it was found and clicked on and searched through a little bit. And I, I have to be honest, I was trying to pinpoint the ones that I liked the most. But, but I will say this. There are a couple times in here, if I remember correctly, that, that you're going to find, and I'm trying not to put all this together in my mind and all the studying, there were times whenever they trusted in the wrong thing. And it wasn't God. We'll get to that one. I just, it just jumped on me when I was there. Psalms chapter 4, verse 1, hear me when I call. I trust that God does hear me when I call. Can I tell you that tonight? I, I honestly, I know that there are times when, whenever I don't think God is moving as fast as I would like God to move. Anybody ever feel that way? God, I'd really like you to move faster, and yet we know God's timing's right timing, right? I, I understand the concept of the song, when he's four days late, he's still on time. He was not late at all. He was on time, and remember, he said, this is for the glory of God. It's better for you that I was not there. But now that you may see the glory of God. So he wasn't four days late. He just wasn't in their timing. God's not always in our timing. By the way, God's got perfect timing. How many see you mess up timing? Remember the old days of distributor caps? You had to put that on there and get that thing turned just right at the right spot. And if you didn't get it, you'd get the cylinders misfiring. And next thing you know, you had all kinds of problems. You had to put it on there right. And by the way, it wasn't just the distributor cap. It was all the cord going to the distributor cap, getting into the cord there from the spark plug. And by the way, it wasn't just that. You had to get that lined up with the, the, with the timing belt. And it had to be on the top end. And I mean, all 
these things to get everything to fire off right. And you know what, church? I'll be honest with you. We did the best we could, but we didn't always get it right. God always gets it right. God can set timing in place. We just got to trust him. So hear me when I call God of my righteousness. Now, I love that word. We, we know this, Jesus is our righteousness. Not, we, we have not our own righteousness, right? And I, and I read this is not only here, but a couple of different places there, but he talks about his, he's, he's the righteousness of the person. And so they hear me, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me. Hear my prayer. O you sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? But know that the Lord has set apart or set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune, um, excuse me, with your own hearts upon your beds and be still. O sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. So offer a sacrifice of righteousness. And put your trust in the Lord. Goes right along with Romans chapter 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that perfect and acceptable will of God. Think about it tonight, church. Offer your sacrifices of righteousness. Offer to God what he is. Put your trust. In the Lord. In verse chapter 5, verse 11, and again, I, I said I'll try to get through this thing here, not read all of them as much, but he said, But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. I want to ask you a real quick question here, church, tonight. And I, I love this because how many Christians should have joy? All of us. I mean, that's what it just said there. But let all those that put their trust in that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. I mean, there ought not be an unhappy Christian. Now, we may have unhappy circumstances at times. We may have difficulties. But when it comes to the things of this, I mean, it's really honestly true. When you stop to think about it, Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did the same thing. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel did the same thing. And if you think about it this way, there are many, 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 many men and women in the Bible who put their trust in God, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of the enemy, even when they knew it was going to cost them their life. They stood and trusted God. And in the end, their rejoicing was greater than their enemies. Can you think about Herod's big head over in the book of Acts? The Bible says there that it pleased Herod to kill Peter uh, because he had done, done it to James. And you think about this for a second. But he, but he paused. He, he waited there. Uh, and, but, but, but think about it. Peter said, Herod's sitting there going, you know, I killed James. <laughs> That's pretty good. Who had the last laugh there, by the way? James did. I mean, after all, where did James go when he died? <laughs> this day thou shalt be with me in paradise, the thief was told on the cross. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, just think about it. Lazarus died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. When James was killed, James went on to heaven. And Herod thought he'd done a good deed. He did to James, but he didn't help himself none. So James had the last laugh. Well, all those that put their trust in God should rejoice. We should be happy. There should be a shout of joy in our lives. I, I love it tonight. I'll skip one, jump down to verse chapter 18, verse 30. We were there this morning in chapter 18. It says, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. You say, why did you read that? Well, by the mouth of two witnesses. Think about it. We, we just read that David said that up here. In Samuel, he says it again now here in Psalms. But then here's the warning one. Psalms chapter 20. Here's the warning one. And I've got a couple others there, I do believe. But, but here it is. Psalms chapter 20, verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the, of the Lord our God that brought down the fallen, but we'll but we were risen and stand upright. Save the Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Now, now think just for a second. Some trust in chariots. I was reading there, and I didn't put this one in there, but there was a, uh, there's the recording there where, where, where the children of Israel and, and Hezekiah, the king of Assyria, uh, was coming up, and, and or not Hezekiah, the king, the king of Assyria was coming up and basically told them and said, don't trust in God. After all, I killed all those that trusted in their God. Is your God going to be able to deliver you out of my hand? Don't make the mistake of trusting in God. Well, God said, don't trust in chariots. What happened to Pharaoh's chariot? Miraculously, the wheels fell off. Who heard of that before, right? Who sabotaged them at night? How, how is it that they drug heavy in the mud when the children of Israel just rode over on dry ground. Don't trust in chariots. Trust in God. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And I would that Israel had remembered that. In Psalms chapter 28 and verse 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I'm helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And my song will I praise him. Now think just a moment there. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him. Why is it important to think about this? When I was going down through the valley, I trusted in the Lord. What happened? He got me out. You know, I've been in messes before. I'm going to tell you the truth, church, tonight. I'll be honest with you again. And knowing this, I, I'm, I'm, I'm imperfect. I'm not perfect. I am imperfect. How many times I had to do this as I cried unto the Lord and he heard me and delivered me out of my distresses. Psalms 107 is a great psalms to read about how that things were done there. But, but the thing that I like about Psalms 107 is it says that they went through all of these things and in the end when they cried unto God, he delivered them out of their distresses. And then he said, oh, that men would praise the Lord. For his goodness and mercy. Think about it tonight, church. I trusted him. My heart trusted him. I'm helped. 
I'm helped. Not, not would have been, wish to have been, could have been. I am helped. Psalms 31.1, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. I love that tonight. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses the man that trusts in him. How many of you know where that one is? Psalms 34 and verse 8. Psalms 37 verse... Well, I won't, I won't do that to you. Let me, let me go over there. We'll start in verse 1. I'm trying my best not to read every one of them, but church, I'll be honest with you. I love it. In verse 1 it says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass that withereth the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Can I say this tonight? I love that one right there for just this aspect here. Because when I say to God, God, I put myself in thy hands, whatever it is you want. And I trust and I follow God. He will bring to pass what he asked me to do. And he'll help me do it. And I don't have to tell God what I need. God already knows what I need. I don't have to tell God when I need it. God knows when I need it. And by the way, I will say this. If I would listen more, be better off. You know, they used to say the old saying, right? Kids are to be seen and not heard. And you know, that was because they, they were always asking questions or making statements. They might say something to embarrass their parents. I mean, it happens, all right? But the Bible didn't say out of the mouth of babes. It's perfect praise. It comes true. Can you imagine sitting in the house and getting embarrassed by your child because they ask a question of something that's going on and you don't want somebody else to know what's going on and yet you can't hide it from God? Sometimes, church, I've got several places I'm going to skip down. I love Psalms chapter 71, verse 1. I'll just read it to you. You can be turning over to Psalms 118 with us. Psalms 1, chapter 71, chapter 1, Psalm 71, verse 1. He said, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be confused. It made me think immediately, God is not the author of confusion. You ever thought about that? The psalmist says, Let me not be confused. And, and, and because I know what's written in the Word, and I, and I know over in the New Testament, God said he's not the author of confusion. I thought to myself, why would he do it? David, and the, when they're writing all this, he doesn't know what's going on over here. And the recording that's going on here is just going to re be re-edified or re-verified or confirmed over here. And David's saying, you know, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be confused. And in the honest and truthfully there, you know what? The only time I've been confused is when I try to do it my way. Not God's way. And I've done that, church. Step back and you go, well, why is this working out? Well, what, why, what did God tell you? Well, you know, I was really, I didn't know. And I, I'll tell you one thing. Don't do something when you don't know. The next part of it is, is when you do do it, make sure God says to do it and you're not doing it on your own. It'll turn out bad. 
said, never let me be confused. Let me never be confused. And God is not the author of confusion. Then jump down to 118. And I'm going to start in verse 8. And there's a few verses right through here that go together. And that's why I wanted to just go ahead and turn to it. Starting there uh, in verse 8. And then we're going to reiterate some things here. Verse 8 it says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Never put a man on a pedestal, especially very high, unless you want him to fall and get hurt. I always thought to myself, and I say it, and I, I, I believe it, don't put anybody too high on a pedestal. They're bound to fall, and when they fall, you'll think it's a great fall. But the truth of the matter is this. Had you not elevated them so high, it wouldn't have been so dramatic. None of us are perfect. None of us. So don't trust in man. Put your trust in in God, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in a man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. It, it, it's absolutely better to trust in the Lord than to do any of these things there. Just think about this. If we trust in princes, if we trust in men, they're going to fail us. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be, again, not, not to go too far off the beaten path, but, but to, just to be honest with you today... And think about this, princes, rulers, and so forth. How, how many of us, even our own elected officials that we elect, sometimes look at them and they say, well, we're doing everything we can to fix this. And we think, really? Are you really? Because to the common person, it seems like common sense would just say, do X and it's done. We don't understand a lot of times what's going on. In government, it's just like I shared this morning about the quarters. A lot of times we're not even paying attention. We don't see, and then something happens, and we don't think it's that vital. But the background of it, the, the reason why it transpired, the way that it happened, it, it is vitally important. To stop and think about it, church. To be honest with you, we don't pay enough attention. But it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Don't trust man over God and don't trust government over God. By the way, a lot of folks would save a lot of heartache if they just put their trust in God instead of trusting in themselves or trusting uh, in man. Trusting in government. You can go on down there into the book of Proverbs in the third chapter. I love, we, we know these verses, some of them by, by heart, but, but it's, it's a reminder to us when we talk about the word trust. Chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. We know this, right? And lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Think about it this way, church. If you trust in God and you don't trust in yourself, but you trust in God and you trust in his ways and you trust in his direction, it's going to help you. It's going to make you wise. Why? Because you'll look around and you'll say, you know what? God has a better plan than I have. God has a better way than I have. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits. 
and all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. I, I want to tell you, be honest with you tonight, church. I, that's a lesson that you have to take time to really study out and see what God is saying there. But I will be honest, when you start following that one, your life will change. I'll just leave it right there. Proverbs 28, 26, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Now, remember, I'm just talking about trusting in God. I've done told you I mess up. I've done told you the things where I go wrong. I mean, I, 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 it would take too long to tell you everything that I've done wrong. It would be easier to just tell you the things that I've done right. I mean, let's just be honest. So trust in the Lord with, think about this. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. I can't do it. Too many times messed up. But if I trusted in God, I'm going to tell you, God does it right every time. He makes no errors. He makes no mistakes. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Church, I'm telling you, I love that. If I walk with God, I'm going to be delivered of the problems that I have. I'm going to be brought out of the sin that I'm in. I'm going to be protected from the follies that I, I mean, the pitfalls and the snares of my enemy that are laying out there. If I trust in God and walk with God, I mean, God makes things bright so you can see them. Jesus himself said, he that walketh in darkness stumbleth, for he not, knoweth not where he goeth. Think about it, church. I got these backwards, Psalm, or Proverbs eleven twenty eight. He that trusted in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Isaiah 26 and 4, trust ye in the Lord forever. For the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Kind of reading through these, I know it's after five, but, but, but look at what he said there. Trust in the Lord forever. Not, not just a little bit. This is the problem that we have too in life is that people come to church during hard times and they ask God to do certain things and they try to make deals with God and they, they try to do this and that and, and just, it's just a little bit of span of time there. And by the way, God may answer their prayer because of a, a Christian who, who's praying for them and God hears that prayer and answers it and then that person feels good and they go back out and they don't return to God until the next time they have a hard time. Can I tell you, that person's a fool. They're not seeing what God is actually doing and who God is actually listening to. And that's not my words, that's God's words. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Hey, tomorrow when I wake up, this old body may not feel like getting up, but, but my spirit can feel like getting up. I mean, I should rejoice in God and knowing that God watched over me through the night. And there are so many times in the morning time I'll wake up and, and I'll just wake up and I'll say, God, thank you for keeping me safe through the night. Look over there, my wife breathe. I thank God for that. My grandkids keep me up late. But hey, I'm glad when they wake up in the morning. I mean, you stop to think about things. We spent some time out here, and we had Jody with us. I think it's the first time Jody ever stayed with us where she slept. I'll be honest with you. Bless her heart. 
I can remember waking up about, oh, I don't know, it's probably about three or so in the morning. And I looked over there in the, in the, in the, in the playpen where she's laying there sleeping. And, and I, I'm just waiting to make sure she moves. And if she does, I can go back to sleep. God never slumbers on us. You think about that. Always watching over us. Always trusting in us. Or always protecting us. So he's an everlasting strength. An everlasting God. Jeremiah 17 and 5. Again, I'm skipping down on some of these things. It said, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. Church, remember I said there are some of these that are not what we call on the positive but this is what God says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm, whose heart departeth from the Lord. There's some dangerous places we're getting in and some dangerous attitudes people have because they're not serving after God. They're not following after God. Instead, they're doing their own thing. They're being their own boss and, and, and they're trusting in themselves. And, and again, Again, I'm not, I'm not smart enough. I have to trust in God. And, and I'll be honest with you, there are times when I, when I set things out there and I say, well, if it's, if it's like this, then I know that it, it's got to be right. And I didn't say, God, if it's like this, is it going to be right? I say, if it's like this, it's got to be right. No, remember, God may have a standard here, and you're trying to place one here or here. Just think about it. When I first applied for my new position, I said this. I said, God, if it's going to be right, you're gonna, the pay's going to be here. I was blessed the other day. They gave me a raise. And so I said, well, God, if it's going to be right, my pay's going to Well, what if it's here? But it's God's will. It's right. See, there we've got to stop and we've got to say, God, what is, what, what is it you want? And if it's what you want, God, it's going to be right no matter what it is. I mean, after all, think about it. Gideon said, Lord, if it's your will, let this be this and this be that. Woke up and there it was. He had a standard. He set it out there. God, if it's your will, let it be this and let it be this. And he woke up, and there it was. He set out this. He didn't say, God, if it's your will, let, let it fall. And a lot of times we do that. God, if it's your will, I can do this. God, if it's your will, I'll do that. God, and, and, and then they come back, and, and I, I can remember telling Lynetta one time, we went in to trade a vehicle, and I said, well, I, I'll tell you what, I believe if it's God's will, it's going to be this. And it was twice that. And I did it anyway. Just think. Are we really trusting in God? Putting our confidence in God? And not in man? Last two places I want to get to you tonight is in the book of 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry. Chapter 1. I get this all out right. I'm too many places and not enough bookmarks, but on the same hand, too many bookmarks and I can't turn my pages. 
2 Corinthians chapter 1. This is my last place. I'm going to back up to verse 3. We'll read down and we'll get through these words. Apostle Paul's writing. He said, blessed be God. Church, I'm going to be honest with you. We spend more time blessing God. We would spend less time cursing man. Just to be honest with you. We wouldn't be so upset with man because we would be too focused on God and realize this, that men are just like you and I imperfect but blessed be God even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of mercies and the God of all comfort I'm glad for his mercies and I'm sure glad to be in his comfort who comforteth all us all in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God now, church, that's a tongue tire, but listen to me. We are able to comfort others because of the comfort we get in God, knowing that while we are in our own tribulation, we are comforted by God, therefore able to tell others you can be comforted in God no matter what you're going through. And that's true. There, there, I, I'll be honest with you. There are times when people come to me and say, X and I say, listen, if you'll just trust God, this would all be all right. You, you know what's going on. You would know why it's happening. And you would know how to get through it. And you would know that even, in, no matter what comes, God is going. But, but some people don't like that answer. They're, they're, they're rather this. They would rather just simply say, you know what? I don't know why God would do this. You're not trusting in God. It's okay to say, God, I, I don't understand. But you know what? When, when you're just saying, I don't know why God would do this, you're not asking him why. You're just blaming him for it. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation. We're going through things for other people. Which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering we also suffer or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. It, what we're going through, church, real simple. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall you be of the consolation. By the way, when you get through it, it's all going to be wonderful. And our hope, excuse me, and we would not, brethren, have you to be ignorant of our troubles which came to us in, in Asia, that we're pressed out of measure above strength and so much we despaired even of life and I'm going to tell you something right there tonight church I've never been pushed so hard or troubled so bad or, or thought that it was at this point where somebody was going to kill me or my problems were going there are times when we say I can't handle anymore but we forget what, what he said in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There is therefore no temptation taking you, but what such is common to the man, that God is able. Think about it. God is able. Not me, but God. Let me, let me finish that. 
There is no temptation taking you but what such is common to men. But God is faithful, not able. God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape, comma, next thought, that you may be able to bear it. And we say God will not put more on us than we can handle. Uh, God said that he would put it on there, but it would be to the point to where he would make the way of escape. He, he's got it. By the way, can I tell you who that is, what that is? That's Jesus. Every time. Every time. He said, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raiseth the dead. Now think about this. It goes right back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. O king, we're not careful to answer thee in this manner. If so be, our God is able to deliver thee out, us out of thy hands. If not, God shall deliver us. Think about it this way. I know I didn't get that just right, but you can read that back there in Daniel chapter 3 there. God will take care of us one way or the other. Even if it's death, God's going to take care of us. Verse 10, he says, who delivered us from so great a death and, del and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. So in verse 9, they said, we do not trust in ourselves, but we do in God who raises the dead and who is able, think about it, who delivereth us from so great a death and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver God's got some things, church, he wants to do in our lives. Let's put our faith and our trust in him. And the last place we're going to be in is 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 9. Read just a few and we're done. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God. Now, now think about this. We labor and suffer because we trust in the living God. Who is the Savior of all men, especially those that believe. These things commend and teach. There's another passage there that says that all those who will live godly shall suffer persecution. This is just another, another way of saying it. Because they did what they did. Because they labored, they suffered reproach. Because they trusted in the living God. Not everybody loves people who trust in God. Not everybody loves people who trust in Jesus. By the way, there are some people, and I, and I, I know this, I used to be one of them in some aspects. There are some people who, who just don't like other people who have more faith than they do, who seem to be happier than they are. And I, I thought to myself, why is God blessing you? And what's not, no, God not blessing me for? Why do you get this and I don't get that? I mean, why are you happy and I'm not happy? I mean, we go through these things there. And then one day you wake up and you realize this. Because I'm playing around with God, you're really trusting God. You get things straightened up and settled out and going on, and you realize that your life is joyful too. 
In my distress, I cried, and he heard me. I like that. You would stand with us tonight. Well, I'll be honest with you. There's a whole lot of verses we could read and go through, and I didn't even cover all the ones that I had. But there's a theme today, and it's called trust. If we will trust in God, God will do what he needs to do in us. Father, this evening, I thank you, Lord, for your love, mercy, and grace. I thank you, dear God, for the blessings you give us, Lord. I thank you, Father, tonight for your word. Lord, I, I know that I, I don't fulfill it just right, dear God. But Lord, I, I, I want to do a better job every day. Lord, I want to be encouragement. And I know, dear God, I need encouragement. So as we bind, Father, to you and try to serve you and follow you and love you and glorify you, God, we will be encouragement one to another. And Father, I pray, Lord, as we live in the day and hour that we do, help us to stand firm for thee and to stand trust in thee. Lord, I pray tonight that you would just touch the hearts of these that are here, those unable to make it. Father, we pray, touch their hearts and those who choose not. Father, just reject them. God, speak to their hearts. Help them, Lord, they'll see. Lord, we thank you tonight, and we love you, and we praise you, and we give you glory in Christ's holy name. And amen. And amen. Again, tonight, thankful for you being with us.